podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Friday before Liverpool take on Arsenal on Sunday at Anfield in the Super Sunday game at 4.30pm. Jürgen has done his press conference today and he has said it is unlikely that Luis Diaz will be involved this weekend, but they're hopeful he'll be 100% involved for Leeds. That's a bit of a blow. You would have liked to have had him on the bench in this one as an option to give him 10 minutes. But it's better to take the precautions because he should have been back, obviously, over the World Cup break. He got re-injured and he's ended up missing quite a long time. Thiago, though, should be fine for Arsenal and that will be huge to have him back because he is our best midfielder by a considerable margin and we're simply a much better team when he plays. Him and Fabinho still have that good understanding and Fabinho does play better when Thiago's there and when it's just the two of them that does raise Fabinho's level quite a bit. Arsenal confident of putting on a show but Mo Salah could expose one player is the next piece on This Is Anfield. I'm not sure why they're confident of putting on a show. They don't have a particularly good record at Anfield. And when we played them earlier this season, as bad as we were, we still should have won the game. Saka was offside. They were gifted a penalty. We were denied a stonewall penalty. So I'm not sure where that confidence would come from. Last season, we handled them very easily. And that's been the case for a number of years. If you look up and down Arsenal's results this year, they don't really have a statement win. Like There's no one win you'd point to and think, that's where they look like real title winners. Maybe you could say when they beat Spurs 3-1, but that was a weird game. Certainly wouldn't be the 3-2 win over us because they needed massive help from the officials. They went to Stamford Bridge and beat Chelsea, but I mean we've seen what Chelsea are. Perhaps beating United at, Ultra, at, at the Emirates, given how the game played out, with that late winner from Eddie and Ketia, maybe that's it. But it wasn't hugely impressive. They've still got a lot of big games to come. At Anfield, they've got to go to West Ham, which at the moment looks easy, but if Moyes gets sacked, and I don't know how he hasn't been sacked yet, 
West Ham could have a new manager. They could get some sort of new manager bounce there. They've got to go to City. They've got Chelsea at home. Now, it's Frank Lampard in charge, so you'd imagine they'll win that one. And then they go to Newcastle, which is going to be really difficult. And that's where they blew top four last year. And it would be quite funny if that's where they blew the title this year. If we beat Arsenal and City beat Arsenal, and I would expect City to beat them, then they will go to Newcastle needing every single win and hoping City slip up. Because while it may look like a big lead at eight points, City have a game in hand. They win that, it's down to five. They also play each other at the Etihad. It's really a two-point lead. It's a two-point lead. Arsenal need to get results and hope that City slip up to maintain their lead. And if we were to beat them, it can flip things right on, on its head. City play before Arsenal this weekend. So if City were to win, which you'd expect them to win this weekend, and we win, then it's five points. They have to play each other and City have that game in hand. All of a sudden, City are in a strong position. They know they just need to win out. And Arsenal have the the harder run in from here on. Arsenal are confident. They're a good team. They're playing good football. But... City, to me, just, they're like fucking zombies. And we've seen it over and over and over again. They are like zombies. Mo against Zinchenko is the the matchup tagged here as one that Arsenal could be worried about. But... For me, it's the likes of Jota and Bobby who always do well against Arsenal. And they're the two I'm looking at. Maybe not as starters, but as bench options, as players that can be game changers for us or match winners for us in this case. Uh, how how Arsenal became the new Liverpool? I'm not even going to bother with that one. Uh, Jurgen Klopp names the first step Liverpool took versus Chelsea. Let's go from there. I mean... I'm struggling with this. I really am struggling with him trying to claim there's positive there's positive things to take from that game. We were genuinely dreadful. And he says that there was intensity, desire, and passion. That was good at Chelsea. It wasn't it wasn't there. It didn't exist in the game. There was no intensity in our game. Our pressing was appalling. There was no desire. One of our midfielders didn't make a single tackle. Passion. Like, this is tripe from Jürgen. Utter tripe. And it's concerning at this stage that this is still what he's trotting out. Hillsborough Survivor calls for greater punishments for tragedy chanting. There is a... There is a tweet going around that is attached to a petition or has a petition attached to it rather to bring it to the government that laws should be introduced around tragedy chanting. So if you see it, sign it. 
New fixture rescheduled and Liverpool charged by the FA. So Liverpool have been charged by the FA for surrounding the referee against City. I know that City players have not been, City have not been charged, even though they also surrounded the referee. They surround the referee in every game. As do Arsenal. I, I haven't seen either of them been charged for that this season. Uh, Liverpool's away game with Leicester will now be played on Monday night, the 15th of May, an 8pm kickoff. It's been moved to be shown on Sky. Why anybody would want to watch that game, I have no idea. Genuinely, I have no idea. They are awful and we're pretty shit as well. According to James Jimbo Pierce in The Athletic, talks for external investment in Liverpool are relatively well advanced and it's possible that something could be agreed before the end of the season. We're fairly desperate for that money, so that would be a help. Uh, Neil Jones has said that Mason Mount, if he decides to leave Chelsea, Liverpool will be at the front of the queue. I think that's something we've all we've all known. Uh Chelsea have admiration for Xabi Alonso, but it's unlikely he would be appointed at this stage of his career. I think he'd laugh if they offered a job to him. We're being strongly linked with Alexis McAllister, and I do very much like the idea of Alexis. Him and Thiago rotating that left-sided role, I think that could be outstanding. You get... 60 games a season between them. That could be great. Bring in a new defensive midfielder to rotate with Fab, where that new defensive midfielder plays the majority of games. Fab gets maybe 20 starts across the season, all competitions. And then you've got Bellingham and and Jones on the right. And the reason I say Jones is because the other option is somebody that can't control a football. So I went with the guy with actual footballing ability. Um, And then Besetic can be the backup six and left-sided eight, and Henderson can be the third choice right-sided eight because that's about all he's fit for at this point. On Liverpool.com, Liverpool can scare Arsenal with playmaker weapon Mikel Arteta fears as Jurgen Klopp's star returns. Uh, Virgil is back, and I assume that the fear is regarding Virgil's long passing ability. And his ability to switch play. So it hasn't worked great this season, but a lot of things haven't worked great this season. Liverpool, great favourite for 164 million transfer as Jurgen Klopp tells agent of playmaker interest. Uh, So the latest is that Jude Bellingham could cost 132 million. Uh, I doubt he will cost that much. But we are apparently the favourites by most outlets, most polls, whatever. Um, yeah, it looks like Jude will will happen at this point. Um, apparently, we also have interest in, in James Madison. Madison's an outstanding player, but there are concerning reports about his personality and it doesn't seem likely that he would pass 
the dickhead test. Liverpool has serious funds coming as FSG gets NBA team boost amid embarrassing Red Sox moment. The Red Sox are absolutely stinking the place out this season. FSG, we all know that they're trying to buy one of the NBA expansion franchises. And in all likelihood, they'll get the team that gets lumped into Las Vegas. But yeah, the the, the serious funnest thing is just James, James Pierce's piece from The Atlantic. Liverpool could sign next Ronaldo for bargain $46 million transfer fee amid Brazil legends approval. So we have been linked in the last couple of days to um, Vito Roque, young Brazilian player at Atletico Paranins. He is 18. Sensational talent. Genuinely a sensational talent. But I just have very, very strong doubts that we will sign him because we've looked at a bunch of players from Brazil at this age and never moved for any of them. So it's tough to see us doing it now. Especially when we have so much else that we need to do. Huge, huge talent, though. On AnfieldIndex.com, we have a preview of Arsenal versus Liverpool by Stephen Smith. There's also a Premier League preview of three non-Liverpool games by myself. That will be out today. Uh, There is a piece by Tony Evans. Anfield appears to be paralysed. So do check that one out. There is another piece entitled, I want Jurgen Klopp to succeed, but what if he doesn't? And this piece was also written by Stephen Smith. So do check all of those out. Podcast-wise, there is a preview up of the Arsenal game. Myself and Carl were actually quite confident of a positive result here. So check that one out. There'll also be a rival recon coming. There'll be the main the original Anfield Index podcast with Trev and Lisa Marie and Cam and assorted guests. Guy, Carl is on every so often. Um, So do check all of those things out. And that's it. That's all I have. So, right, enjoy your weekends. Enjoy the Arsenal game, hopefully. I won't be on Raw, but the lads will take good care of you. And uh, there'll be a little less shouting, regardless of what happens. But yeah, that's it. Take care. Bye-bye. Oh, wait, before I go, I'll see you Tuesday because Monday's a bank holiday. So enjoy the long weekend. And if you live somewhere where you don't have a long weekend, it just sucks to be you. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement. And we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter 
at Anfield Index. And find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.